0: Hello and welcome back to Running Easy, Chatting Breezy, with me, your host, Laura Mugford. Let's get going! So today we're going to talk all about winter running. It's especially fresh in my mind because we had a particularly cold snap in the UK last week and I did my first what I would consider to be winter runs of the season. I even did one in the dark at night, which is quite rare for me. And so I want to talk a little bit about how to get yourself out running when it's literally freezing cold, like minus figures, Uh, a kit I would recommend, methods for getting yourself out and keeping safe, especially if you're running in the dark and especially if you're a woman, because regrettably, things are not always as easy for us as it is for men. We're coming in hot at the top of this episode with some with some very sad facts, really, um I talk about this a lot with my partner, who also runs on the odd occasion, and i 'm like you don 't know how good you have it, obviously, bad things can happen to both men and women and everyone else uh but let 's be real uh, life is a little bit harder for those of us who are." Uh, female, because people just love to make our lives really challenging and difficult and um, unsafe. So not to be a downer, we're going to try and make this as, you know, fun as possible, because we want to make winter running fun, because uh, winter running can sometimes be the opposite of that. And I know people say the same about summer running as well. And this will be interesting to hear actually. So if you if you have your own preference, winter versus summer, do let me know on Instagram, Mug on the Move. That is that's that's the Instagram. You can come and tell me over there or on TikTok, Mug on the Move. What what do you prefer? Winter running or summer running? I always thought I was a winter running gal, but now the winter is here, I'm like, oh. Maybe not. Like generally I'm more of a winter person than a summer person anyway. But having said that, I I maybe it's just because I'm used to running in the summer, and we had a particularly warm summer in the UK this year and last year. To be fair, um, global warming, am I right? Um, <laughs> we've been having particularly warm times here, especially in London, and um, I've just grown really acclimatized to summer running. Maybe it's that, and I just haven't got used to winter running yet. So therefore, it feels so much worse. But let's uh, let let's let's just get into it. Let's get cracking on what can we can, what can we can do, what we can do to get ourselves out the door. Let's talk about morning and evening, really, because so my personal experience uh, with running is that just for some context, generally I'm not someone that's up at six a.m. to run. I would love to be into in like it's actually feels more natural for me to do that than it does for me to do uh, well yeah it just feels more more natural i'm definitely a morning person however i work very late into the evenings and so therefore my runs usually happen between eight and ten in the morning roughly that's sort of when i manage to get out because that's when i wake up and go and i never really struggle because usually i'm not on like mega time-constrainted limits i say that although i really am at the moment hence why i'm having to fit in runs in the evening as well um So for me, getting up is not necessarily the issue. However, I do understand that that is an issue for most of us. So let's talk about it. You wake up in the morning, it's literally minus whatever outside and your alarm's gone off at whatever time that you've set it for and you're like, wow, I really don't want to go for this run. I'm going to turn off my alarm and go back to sleep. That's valid. That's reasonable. Uh, However, if you do that every single time, then you might never actually make it out the door for a run, which would be really sad if you're a person that loves to run or wants to run, which if you're listening to this podcast, I assume you are one of those people. So what can we do? The things I have been doing for the mornings, I need to get up and get out and get like literally going. Um, no time to dilly dally. And I love a bit of dilly dallying in the morning. And I'm not usually a dilly dallyer, but I sometimes pre run. I'll be dilly and I'll be dallying. Um, so what can we do? Obvious stuff. I'm not saying anything new setting out your clothes the night before setting out your like nutrition the night before, if you're doing a long run or if you're doing, but any run really you, I'm a big advocate of, of at least eating something before you go for a run. But I do understand that sometimes it's not always practical. Like for me the other morning, I literally between waking up and me exiting my front door was a total of eight minutes. Now I think that's quite impressive. And I did, I ate like this little cracker I like some crackers because I do generally try to eat at least something uh, before I head out the door and it was for like a tempo session so I knew I needed to have just a little something uh, some crackers a slice of bread a slice of toast whatever you can manage and some water get a little bit of water down you when you wake up uh, that will also help you wake up so for me the alarm goes off and I have a no snooze rule when I need to get up and get out because if I hit snooze Game over it is absolutely game over. I put my clothes. Now, this is something. So I said, obviously, lay your stuff out the night before. I don't lay my stuff out next to my bed. Now, I know some people literally put it like at the foot of their bed if they know they need to just get out and get in their clothes and leave. I know that the first thing I need to do in the morning is go for a wee like most people. Nothing new there. But I know that if my clothes are, like, right next to the bed, I'll see them and I'll make excuses being like, well, then I could sleep for, like, three more minutes because the clothes are right there, yada yada yada. Whereas I know if I put my clothes in my bathroom, I don't know if this is unhygienic or not. I, I, I literally have no idea. I have a very clean bathroom. I'm a clean person. But I leave them, like, on the side of my sink. I have a little ledge. Leave out my running stuff on the sink. So when I wake up, my alarm goes off. I will probably need a wee. Um, and so I... No snooze. You, you if you're turning it off you're committing to going back to sleep and like I said fine but not every day so if you're really keen to go for a run sit up straight away just open those eyes sit up get out of your bed I know it's cold and I know you're not going to want to do it but I know, like okay my tips are all over the place but here's what you need to do you sit up you have a dressing gown or some form of warm clothing right next to the bed that you can then put on really quickly because what you don't want to do is be so cold the second you get out of bed that you're like i will just go back to bed because that's again game over you go back to start you're not passing go and not getting 200 pounds we are stepping out of the bed putting on something warm to then get you to the bathroom where your clothes are because the very act of having to walk to a different room is going to wake you up instantly like you're gonna have to open your eyes to not bang into things for me I have to walk down some stairs to get to my bathroom if I do that with my eyes closed I will break a leg so you have to be awake get yourself to another room remove yourself from the bedroom the more you look at your cozy bed the more you will be tempted and thus more likely to skip the run get in the bathroom the lights are bright lights are on you're waking yourself up get into those clothes that you've laid out in your bathroom and let's talk clothes while we're there. For me, I'm a shorts all year round gal, but when it's minuses in the morning, I do concede and put on leggings. So the moment I've been going leggings, long line sports bra, some sort of long sleeve running top, and then a little uh, gilet type thing. Now mine's not anything fancy. It's literally a little black padded gilet from I think Primark a few years ago. Um, And I don't, it's not particularly waterproof and I don't even know if it provides that much more insulation, but I find that keeping my, like, trunk warm, like keeping my torso warm, helps keep the rest of me warm. Even if I was in a short sleeve t-shirt, I probably would still wear the gilet to keep my torso warm. Gloves, hat. You need to protect the ears. Hat is essential because you'll keep your heat in, and gloves just because, I mean, it when it's that cold... It really is ideal to have gloves. And although you're going to get warmer throughout the run, obviously you want to dress. I say, obviously you want to dress for your second mile. Sometimes people have never heard that rule before. So as a rule, people say dress for your second or third mile. So although you're probably going to be cold for the first mile, you don't want to be wearing so many layers that you end up sweating and feeling really horrible and overheating. Especially it's at risk if you put on a waterproof. So obviously do check the weather before you go out. If it's chucking it down with rain, then use your best judgment, put on a waterproof. But if it's not raining don't wear a waterproof for warmth because all it's going to do is make you overheat and be really sweaty. It's better to have a sort of uh, an extra layer on your sort of trunk on your torso that's like more of a a moisture wicking fabric. Have an extra layer there and wear a hat versus putting on a waterproof because that it, it will make you too hot. So, you've got your kit on. Splash your face with some water have a, have something to drink. I do try and have a cup of tea or something. Some people like coffee before they go for a run. Um, and that can help warm you up and get you ready to get out the door. However, if you are on a real time crunch, like I was the other day with my eight minutes, I just downed a glass of water and like I said, had a cracker. So that's really it that it really is as simple as that. But I think the key things to take away from there are having your stuff out the night before, like down to your underwear, like literally underwear, socks, Everything so that you're not having to rummage for anything. You're not having to look for anything hat or your outerwear You know your shoes everything. I am a dresser as my job uh, So my whole life is Presetting clothes in a way that's really easy to put them on quickly and getting changed quickly So I'm even like pulling the tongue up of my trainers Making sure my laces are undone ready to tie up the way I would preset costumes at work That is the kind of operation I am running first thing in the morning when I need to get running So, as for keeping warm, before you head out the door, like I said, your first mile is probably going to be quite cold if you've dressed appropriately, even if you're dressed appropriately, you know? So, you need to warm up, and I, I hate to say it, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, I know that we all feel a certain way about warming up, some people are very dedicated, I have never actually met one of those people in real life, like, I've heard about them, but I've never met one, so I don't know if this is something people, like, brag about online, or pretend they do, but, like, realistically... If I'm going for a run, I'm not spending 15 minutes warming up before I get out the door. My warm-up is generally my first mile or two miles that I run easy before getting into a workout if it's a workout, or if I'm just doing a long, slow run, they're probably my slower miles that I ease into it. Not recommending that, I'm just saying that's what I do. But before I head out the door on a very cold morning, I do do a couple of things. I will jump on the spot for like 30 seconds, a minute maybe, hop on the spot, hop between two legs, like... I don't star jump, but like you could star jump if you if you, if you wanted. Do a couple of leg swings. You know, the dynamic warm ups that people recommend you do, I just do a very pared down version purely to get the blood pumping and to get myself feeling at least, at least a little bit warm before I head out the door. Not only is it going to make you more comfortable for the first mile of your run, but it's also going to help you like reduce your risk of like pulling something. Because if you're going out with absolutely frozen solid muscles, your legs are going to feel so much worse and you're, you're probably at a higher injury risk. I, I don't have any facts in front of me, but that just makes sense in my brain because... It's like we were always told in like my, my dance classes and stuff. Like if you immediately start doing step kicks from the corner when it's freezing cold outside the studio and you've literally just walked in, like you're going to pull something. So be sensible. I Or look, if you're really, really a person that's going to fight against warming up, which trust me, I get like I don't blame you for it. Um, do just take those that first mile or first five minutes however long you're running for take that first bit really easy really slowly warm yourself into it because if you head out the door and start sprinting your body's going to be like what the hell is going on and to compound that problem it's really tempting to go quicker when you're so cold because you want to warm up like and you think what's the quickest way i'm going to warm up i'm going to run faster but it's counterintuitive because you're just going to hurt yourself in the long run so do keep it easy and you will warm up slowly and steadily and then be nice and eased into your run As for if you're doing this in the dark, which if you're getting up at the butt cracker dawn, um, it it most likely is dark uh, these days in these winter times. Or if you're doing this at night, this also applies. So I, like I said, I work evenings. Don't worry, I've not been running around like, you know, the Thames Path at midnight by myself. I really don't have that much of a death wish. But uh, on a Sunday, we only have a matinee show. So I'm able to run home at like 7pm, which... It's still a little bit scary at some points. I'm still easing myself into it because I love running in the dark. I really do. Uh, It's something I never get to do because, as I said, uh, my job doesn't really, like, allow for it because I don't want to be running at midnight. And also, I'm not not waking up at 6am to run because... I've only been asleep for five hours, so I'm usually up at eight or nine when it's uh, a little bit lighter outside. But I do love running in the dark. It's something, I don't know, it just feels very cool to me, especially if there's a little bit of light rain in the air. It's like my ideal running conditions, but we have to be safe. So, reflective clothing. Is important. You need to be seen, especially if it's misty or foggy. Which I know some mornings in in London at the moment, it's been so misty. I I run down the Thames Path, and you can't even see Canary Wharf. You can't see literally. You can't see shit. It's so foggy. And obviously, if you can't see a couple of feet in front of you, a car's not going to see you. A person's not going to see you. Someone on a bike's not going to see you. So it's really important to be as visible as possible. I know it's really sleek and cool and chic to wear black running stuff. I get it. I'm on TikTok. I see the run talkers, toct- run talkers, the run talkers. I see them. I own a lot of black running kit. Uh and it's something that I've become really aware of over this time because I suddenly realized when I was setting up to go home, run home from work last weekend, um I thought the brightest thing that is on me right now are my orange running shoes and the fact that I have a pink running backpack, neither of which are particularly, like they're bright if you're just out on the street in normal times, but in the dark, I don't think they're particularly reflective and it made me really nervous. I suddenly realised I was wearing black leggings, the black long sleeve. And I know this seems quite obvious, but it's something that you might not consider or you might think, oh, well, I'm wearing a colour on my top or whatever, so it's probably fine. But it's really important to have that reflectiveness and on top of that, if you can run with a physical light on you, even better. So, I decided to run with a head torch. I have a head torch that I use for work. As I say, I'm always in the wings in the theatre and i got to dress people so we all have head torches. I had one and I wore it around my neck um, and I had it on the flashing setting so that it was constantly flashing in front of me. Now, was it a little bit annoying for the first mile or so while I really noticed it? Yes, but it also meant that like as I was running the Thames path, people in front of me, people behind me were like turning and looking at me, which is a good thing because they knew I was there and I felt safer because because of it. Um, I know some people wear them like actually on their heads. Mine's just really stretched out. So it doesn't actually fit on my head anymore because I always wear it around my neck. So that can be more comfortable or you can wear it around your waist. A head torch is just a very simple and quite cost effective way to do it. You can buy rechargeable ones. You can get them on Amazon for 10 pounds that you can put batteries in. Like they're all, I, I just think they're a great torch uh, they're a great option because you can wear them physically on your body. And also they're just really handy for everyday life. Like I genuinely, I don't know if it's because my job requires a head torch that I just feel like everyone should have one. But um, I, if you can, I would really recommend getting one, especially for these dark winter runs, especially if you're going to be on the trails. So that, like, obviously I'm saying this as someone that's in central London for the most part. It, it's still pretty well lit, even in the darker areas, but... But, 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 there's a reason bikes need lights at nighttime. You know, there's a reason cars have headlights, even if you're in a a major city. Like, you are, in that moment when you're running, you are a vehicle of of your own, and you need to be lit up as such. So, it's really important to to, to have those those lights. I know you can get little clip-on lights, even, like, bike lights. Like, if you're running with a backpack or a hydration vest. For me, when I'm run commuting, I have a little, like, running backpack that I have on that's got my, like, you know, clothes and stuff in. I'm I'm looking to get some clip on lights for the back of that as well, because obviously my head torch only lights up the front of me and I would like the back of me to also be lit up. Um, and it's just just stuff like that that can make you feel a little bit safer, especially when it comes to sort of like traffic and other people. And like I say, if you're running on the trails, you need to be able to see what's in front of you, like for a personal safety of like not tripping up. It, having a head torch is, is absolutely essential. I think if you're a trail runner, you're generally probably going to have one already because I don't know how anyone would run on the trails in the dark without some form of light because, that yeah, I don't, don't know how you would do it. I don't know. I've never done it. Um, But that's really, really important. Now, as for, like, that was all quite, quite practical safety stuff and practical, you know, warmth stuff. Um, I will say on the side note with, like, the gloves, like... I know gloves can be really annoying for people because it's like, well, your hands get hot quite... My hands especially get hot quite quickly. But I also, like, desperately need those gloves for the first part of the run. Gloves are so small and easy. If you've got a pocket on any of your clothing, which if you're wearing sort of more winter-style clothing, I would imagine you do. They're so easy to just pop in a pocket um, or even hold on to. Like, I don't find that I'm that irritated by just holding on to them balled up. Um, And as for, like, material of gloves, I've been using just, like, your standard, like... Not not real wool, but like you know, your like supermarket branded like one pound fifty gloves, and I don't think they're great. Um, I alf- I find that my hands are still really cold in them, and then they still get really hot really quickly. So I am looking at getting. If anyone's got recommendations for like running or exercise specific gloves for the winter, please do let me know because um, yeah, I'm look I'm on the market for a pair of gloves. Um, and as for hats and stuff, though, on the flip side of that, I don't think you need any sort of fancy running hat, like, I've seen a lot of, like, you can buy, like, running specific, like, thick headbands for women that sort of cover your ears, and I have two like hairbands like that, that cover my ears and they sort of go across the head. But I don't really think you need them specifically. Like I was perfectly comfortable wearing like a beanie to run. And I always have been quite comfortable with a beanie. I think whatever keeps your head warm is fine. You don't need anything fancy for that. And I think the same probably does go for the gloves. I'm just trying to branch out a little bit. Um, But what I would say material wise, just while we're on it is that, like I said before, just be careful with your choice of material for warmth, when it comes to like your your tops and yeah your long sleeves because like I say anything waterproof is gonna make you really really hot so make sure sh- and obviously if it's chucking it down with rain do wear one um, if you have one but um, sometimes it's better if it's only gonna drizzle it's better to just get a little bit damp but wearing like moisture wicking breathable clothing that's for workout you know for exercise than wearing something that's just gonna hold in all of that like heat and moisture and sweat and it's going to make you really uncomfortable so that was all very practical let's talk I mean this is still practical but it's, uh, it's more like safety based on like other people's actions and how to keep yourself safe if and I say keep yourself safe but you could do all of these things and still find yourself in a sticky situation um which is really bloody depressing but also uh, there are things we can do to like yeah give ourselves the best shot of having a pleasant experience and and, and not, not putting ourselves in harm's way. I hate phrasing it like that because like, especially as a woman, we should be able to just go and run at night and not have to worry that people are going to be, uh, creeps or uh, horrendous humans, but it is a concern that we have to deal with. So we, we have to prepare ourselves. Um, Standard safety rules apply, like shaking up your route. And I know it's really frustrating to hear that because quite often we have our favourite routes or we don't have that many options for routes that aren't like all by a road. Like for me in, in central London, like obviously I've, I've got quite a few options, but also I have prettier routes that I would rather take. I'd rather run on the Thames path than run on a main road going up like, I don't know, the old Kent Road or something where everything is just like industrial and the fumes are horrible and the air pollution is rancid and it's just not very pretty or fun. Um, But although we have our favourite routes, it's important to switch it up, uh, especially if you have a public Strava account. Now, I don't think my Strava account is public, but I still hide the beginning and end of my uh, routes. Not that that, I think, makes a massive difference because it doesn't hide much. But just these little things, like this isn't winter running specific, but little things like just checking if your Strava is private or not is really important because that is like really easy access <laughs> not to freak anyone out and I don't want a fear monger in this at all but but we do have to be sensible um but you know just being sensible in a way that's like if you've got your running route and you're running the same route at the same time every day or every Wednesday or every whatever it is and that's just like freely accessible on the internet I don't know the likelihood is you'll be fine but on the off chance someone sees that and wants to do something nefarious with it, I would rather not give them the option. So just, it's worth just heading into your settings and just checking to see what the situation is on your Strava because, um, yeah, there are th- there are things that that we need to do to, to help minimise the chances of someone knowing where we're going to be running, at what time we're going to be running. Um, if you can, in the winter, and people say this all the time and it really annoys me because I always run alone pretty much always uh, there will be a handful of times in the year that my partner will run with me or I, th- I say I'll go to a run club I'll go to park run on the occasion um but for the most part I am running alone and people always say like don't run on your own in the winter like run with a friend and I agree from a safety point of view but also sometimes it's just it's not practical I don't have people like directly in my life that I can reliably run with for all of my runs so in lieu of that making sure your Strava's private or your routes are not the same every day is a way to increase your safety. But as is, and this is, I don't know if this is controversial, but like, and I've been looking up the law a lot recently, but especially in the UK, like I know obviously if you're in the States, I think you're allowed to carry pepper spray. In the UK, we're not allowed pepper spray or anything like that. Um, But I think it's important, and I didn't have anything with me the other night, and I think that if I'm going to run at night again, I will. You can go to Boots and you can buy little travel size cans of all sorts of things like hairspray um, which might come in useful should someone try to attack you and you need something to like spray in their eyes or just spray like a little can of deodorant, something that's going to distract them for a moment or harm them temporarily just to get them off you and give you time to go and get help or move away from the situation, whatever it might be. So I because especially because I'm running home from work, I have my little bag on me, but I also have my pouch on the front. Obviously, it's really, it's really annoying because like I don't want to be carrying a can of hairspray in my pocket when I'm running. I don't, I know none of us do, but if you can buy those little mini travel ones, just to have on you, have accessible it even, and you'll probably never ever use it, but just to have it to know that you've got something to use should you need to protect yourself. I think it's important. And look, if it's hairspray, deodorant, it's stuff that we will probably use anyway, that's useful to have. Um, I just think if I'm going to go out again, I will probably feel a bit safer if I have something like that on me. That's me personally. Um, But I think it's just smart to have something while we're on this topic thinking about like being really aware of your surroundings like I know that a lot of us run because we want to have that peace of mind we want to have that escape we want to have a little bit of time for ourselves we want to be able to just think about what we want to think about or listen to a podcast listen to music um but there are times where we do need to I'm, I'm like for the most part we we should always be really aware of our surroundings when we're running because There could be a pothole, there could be a tree stump, there could be any manner of things that we need to be aware of because we need to keep ourselves safe just generally. However, uh, we need to be extra aware of our surroundings uh, when we're running at night because safety, because creeps on the street, because cars, because traffic, because all manner of reasons, as we've discussed thus far. Um, but for me, I usually listen to a podcast anyway. I'm not big on listening to music unless I'm doing like a specific workout. Um, I will be generally just listening to a podcast or an audio book. Great. I can still feel quite aware of my surroundings. However, if you are a music person or if you're someone that really gets absorbed into whatever it is that you're listening to, listening to just one headphone instead of two can really help open up at least one side of you to being a bit more aware of your surroundings and a bit more like you can hear, just a bit more of like the ambience around you versus like having total, all you can hear is the voices that you're listening to. Um, Especially, I don't have noise cancelling headphones. I've just got like very old AirPods. And so just, and they're they're both insanely quiet because they're so old. Um, So just listening to one for me is like just enough for me to hear a little bit of the the words that I'm listening to, but also be totally aware of my surroundings. Um, So I would recommend do not wear noise cancelling headphones in fact i would probably just say that as a blanket thing i know that they're great for everyday life but if you can avoid it noise cancelling while being out running at any time of day i just don't think it's a good idea um i am a bit scarred because not that i had noise cancelling headphones in but i was listening to music really loudly once um and i was running one of my usual routes that I know really, really well, and I was just totally zoned out. I like it, it, like I wasn't even aware I was running. You know, I was totally just zoned into a different world, listening to my music, and I went to run across a road that I'd glanced at and thought for a second was clear. And it turns out it wasn't because I couldn't hear that there was a car coming and I didn't look properly, but I really couldn't hear the fact that this car was zooming towards me. And luckily I sprinted across the road. And as I set foot on the pavement, I grabbed onto a streetlight that was there to like yank me across. And a car missed me by like millimeters going really, fuck, really fucking fast, to be honest. And it really scared me. And this was years ago. This was like easily two years ago but it's made me so cautious of not only crossing roads while running like I will never hedge my bets and cross a road I'm a big and I've always been a big stickler for like waiting for the green man if you're a traffic light or whatever um and even so when the man is green still checking because people run red lights all the fucking time um but I've always been a bit like that but with that day I was just totally zoned out I just ran across a road and it can happen. And I know that it can happen to anyone. So we just need to be really, really cautious. And and I think that if you're a person that does get really lost in your running and really get into that, like, sort of flow state, amazing. Jealous of you that you get to do that all the time because I always am trying to achieve that sort of, yeah, that absolute equilibrium of just being so in tune with your body that you're running. It doesn't feel like running. Like, that's a glorious feeling. But maybe still have an awareness for your surroundings just because whether it's a car or whether it's a person coming up behind you you need to know you need to be able to hear things um and so just having one headphoning not wearing noise cancelling or opting to listen to something that's not music like a podcast or an audiobook um I mean listen to music if you still absolutely want to um but yeah have it quieter than you might usually have it or you know uh, for me I was listening to um A podcast as i ran home the other day and in sort of central london when i was running through like the main like central central you know i'm talking like covent garden and you know embankment i was sort of like i can listen to this podcast it's fine um but as i got on to sort of slightly quieter stretches of path and road near my house as i got nearer to home i did pause it because i just felt oh it's pretty dark here the streets aren't as well lit there's not many people about, I would rather be a bit more like aware of my surroundings. And as I said, I wasn't particularly visible. Like I had my head torch on, but I, I was feeling a bit dark <laughs> in that I didn't have much reflective stuff on me. And the only light I had was, was my head torch. And I also didn't have any, I don't want to say weapon, cause that sounds a bit strong, but I didn't have any sort of defensive, defensive tools on me. Uh, and I was feeling a bit vulnerable, so I just made the choice to pause my audiobook and just podcast even, and just like, you know, for that stretch, until I got onto a busier street again. So it's about making these like smart, or more informed choices, that may seem really obvious, but are very easy to forget in the moment, I know that they were easy to forget for me, a lot of the times, and I know that I'm not saying anything new here, like this is all information that I'm sure we've all probably heard a million times before, but sometimes it does just need a refresh. And especially if you get used to doing something quite often, like I was on a little bit of high alert because I'm not used to running at night in the dark because I don't get to do it very often. So I am a bit more aware of it. But if you're doing something day in, day out, and that's your routine, I think it is easy to get a bit complacent. Um, And because you know something so well, or you, whatever it might be, you you do forget about the safety measures or you do forget that actually there still might be danger in your route. And I know it's really horrible because we don't want to think of this thing that we love to do and something that we're really dedicated to and makes us so happy and and can really help us physically and emotionally and mentally. It's horrible to think of it as being something negative or something that could be scary or something that could lead to us having a bad experience. But... we also have to be realistic and know that there is every chance that it, it could turn into something uh bad sh- should, should something bad happen. um, And it's just important to try and make sure that we're as safe as possible. Like I say, you could do all of these things and still have a bad experience, but that's life. And that happens all the time. And it's really sad and it sucks that that happens, but it's good to be sensible. It's good to be smart. Did I miss anything crucial in this? Uh, Let me know your winter running tips. Uh, As I said, let me know on Instagram or TikTok. I would love to hear from you guys and hear about things you do to just make your winter running a little bit less miserable. I know for me, I've definitely been, while I'm out, thinking about the nice things that I will do when I get home, like have a hot drink, have a nice baked good. The standard sort of treat yourself mentality, look, it's the season for it, I can't help myself, especially I do a lot of run commuting, so I'll I'll run to work, like I said before, I ran home from work the other day, but that's a rarity for me, but I usually run to work, and usually I will not run to work, in fact, I will run to a coffee shop near work, and get myself, I don't know, a chai latte, uh, a coffee, a hot chocolate, something tasty, something warm that's going to warm me up from the inside. And I love that. I love rewarding my good behavior, like waking up when it's really bloody freezing outside and going and just get myself a little, little something, something. It's nice. It's, it's lovely. Um, yeah, guys, I suddenly got freezing. I literally don't understand what's happening. It felt, feel like it went from zero to a hundred, the opposite of that it went from a hundred to zero. Um, and it's given us no time to acclimatize. So it's no wonder that it's come as quite a shock because like I said before, I think that I got really used to running in the summer as I think most of us did and we became really acclimatized to it. And now that it's suddenly dropped in temperature, we're like, what the hell is going on? Like, how is it so, so cold? Like this is bitter. This is freezing. Uh, something I would say as well, guys, take care of your skin. I have particularly dry skin anyway, and my hands are in pieces at the moment even with wearing gloves outside, I'm having to do a lot of the old moisturizing and also like my nose. I try to wear, I like, I didn't really mention like a scarf when you're running. Cause I think that that's mostly unnecessary, but I do have one of my like more winter style running tops is one that I bought from the London Marathon Expo two, two years ago, two years ago, no, in 2022, uh, one year ago. Um, and it's kind of got a built in sort of almost face mask, I want to say. It kind of has this sort of bunched up bit at the neck which you can pull up over your nose. And it's also got a hood. And I have been wearing that and it is just... It's perfect because it means that for that first... Especially if you suffer with like chesty things. Look, I still sound a bit sick. And in that last episode that I released two weeks ago, I said I was sick and I was recovering from COVID, which I'd had like a week or two before. Yeah, I'm still recovering. So that's that's how this winter's going for me already and that I'm still sick. Haven't got over it yet. But if you're like me and you have a bit of a sensitive chest, I used to get croup a lot as a kid and I would always get it after running around and playing in the cold outside. So I like to have my mouth covered for the first mile or so of the runs especially like not so much if I'm starting my run at 9am I I feel like usually 9 or 10 it's warm enough outside that I don't need to do that but like when I, I went out really early the other day I say really early it was like half past six um because I had like a long long day ahead of me at work and it was about minus two when I left the house and I did have my mouth covered because breathing in that much cold air that early in the morning and that quickly um really gets to my chest and I end up coughing for the rest of the day so having your mouth covered can be just a really good tip if you if you're if you're someone like me that struggles like that and you can get little snoods like that go around your neck and they do do out ones for that i would say maybe it is worth getting something that's a bit more of like a likeery sort of um moisture wicking fabric as well because again if you're wearing something woolly around your neck i just can imagine that would get really uncomfortable really quickly the more you sweat um especially you can sort of like maybe you'd even get like chafing i don't know it just sounds uncomfortable to me but um if you are in the market and you can, you know, justify buying or you're looking for a new winter sort of running top, having a look for those that have that sort of built in covering, that sort of built in neck cover, built in face cover um, is fantastic. I'm so glad I have it because it really made all the difference. And just having that hood as well, it's quite a thin material, but it um, definitely just having that surrounding my ears and sort of my throat, has made all the difference. Uh, I I got home and I didn't feel anywhere near as sort of like chesty as I usually would. Um, and yeah, it it definitely helped. I I didn't cough the rest of the day either. Coughed a bit in the shower, but I, that's like a, a quite a normal cold thing for me. Like it was freezing outside. Like I will be coughing in the shower. Yeah, I I will be. That's that's how it is. And I'm sure I'm sure some of you can can sympathise. Those of us who are immune. I was about to say something weird, but I'm immunosuppressed. It's what I am. I have a crappy immune system because chronic illness life. Um, So look, we can still, we can run with the best of them, guys. We can do it. It's going to be fine. We just have to take these extra precautions like covering your mouth. It's not very comfortable if you're a mouth breather, but like me also, I am a mouth breather. Um, But honestly, it does. It makes the world a difference. So it's just a little additional tip for you. But if you guys have anything else to add to this list, I'm sure there is more from people who are more experienced and are uh, dedicated to getting up at five or six in the morning, every morning in the winter and getting out running. I'm sure you've got more more things to share with us. And if you are one of those people, I salute you. I don't know how you do it. It's a real struggle. Um, but we're all still getting out there running. And also just cut yourself some slack, guys, over this winter period. I know some of us can really struggle uh, with the lack of daylight, especially mentally. So just really take care of yourselves. And if running is taking care of yourself and making sure you get out the door and putting all those you know uh, mechanisms in place to make sure that you do get yourself out and running that's amazing but also if you're feeling under the weather if you've caught the seasonal fluy coldy horrible even covidy stuff that's going around at the moment um do do properly look after yourself grant yourself the grace to rest and you know not push yourself um further by you know whacking yourself out the door first thing in the morning into the cold when, you, when you're when you already feeling sick. Do take the rest and look after yourselves. I know we're all trying to look after our brains, but if looking after your brain and your body is means skipping a run to stay in bed, that's also okay too. Um, I want to, you know, hammer that home because it's fine. You have to use your best judgment and you have to be sensible. This is all about being sensible, which isn't very fun, but that's life. Um, so I'll see you guys in the next episode where... We're going to talk about something else. I don't know what that's going to be yet. But it'll be something fun, I hope. And it'll be running focus. Maybe we'll talk about our running Christmas plans. Because I'm sort of doing these episode- episodes every two weeks. So in two weeks, it's going to be... In two weeks, is it going to be Christmas? No, surely not. It's going to be close to Christmas. So let's talk about our Christmas running traditions. Whether we run on Christmas Day, whether we don't run on Christmas Day. If we're a park runner on Christmas. If we're a family walker on Christmas. Or if we're Or if we're in a total, like... In December, I do not run. I'm dedicated to eating cheese and chocolate. I want to hear about it. We're going to talk about that. That's going to be the next episode. So I look forward to seeing you guys then. Um, Thanks so much for listening. And I'll see you next time. Bye.